0: The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else, or for yourself, keep listening. The transformative power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. This is Pastor John Allworth of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a church plant in the Heights, and we'd love to meet you. We uh, meet at 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings. Uh, We had a powerful uh, worship service yesterday. We've got a great uh, praise and worship group, um, a full band, and and, uh, they usher in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was palatable yesterday. And uh, we talked about Mother's Day, of course. It was a Mother's Day. Uh, yesterday and we're going to do that again today because you know when I was a kid uh, we would always ask our mom or our dad well how come you have a special day mother's day father's day and uh, us kids don't have one and of course the refrain was always that every day is kids day <laughs> And you know that's true uh, I've certainly experienced that myself so moms deserve more than just one day moms are are wonderful. But let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today with, with such gratitude on our hearts for all of our mothers and just uh, everything they've meant to us. They're so special. And Father, we just thank you for your grace and your forgiveness and your love. In Jesus name. Amen. So I uh, I want to talk to you today. Now, first, let me thank my brother, Bear Cheek, who filled in for me last week. I listened to the broadcast on the podcast. You know, all all of our uh, teachings or messages are on podcast. You can find them at the KKHT.com website as well as our program on Wednesday, which is called Recovery Radio Houston, which is not just about addiction. It's about, you know, we're all recovering from something. But anyway, you can find those podcasts on Apple or wherever you get your podcast and the KKHT webcast as well. So Mother's Day has been a national holiday or a recognition day since, May 9th, 1914, and yesterday was May 9th, so that was fitting. President Woodrow Wilson, after Congress passed a law proclaiming it to be Mother's Day, uh, made it official, and um, I, I lost my mom 23 years ago, um, which I've talked about some, if some of you may be aware of that. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, I want to talk to you about five things today. I want to talk to you about honoring that mother and their father. I want to talk to you about the power of a mother's prayer, I want to indulge you, if you would, a little bit and talk to you a little bit about my mom. I want to talk to you about the fourth thing is, is people who have lost their moms because it can be a tough day. And also moms who have lost children because that's really, really tough on Mother's Day. And then I want to talk to you, finally, some people have family relationships that are strained. And I want to talk to you about uh, healing broken relationships with family members and, of course, with moms, if that's if the that's strained relationship. So before we get into those matters, which are very serious and and uh, very close to my heart, I want to tell you a couple things that I think are. I when I was preparing for this message that I came across that I thought were kind of funny. Um, I I read a story about a little boy and he was in a play and he forgot his lines. Imagine that it was a church and he forgot his lines. Well, his mom was sitting on the on the front row and. And she mouthed the words to him. She said, I am the light of the world. She whispered to him. That was supposed to be his line. And so the little boy perks up and he says, my mommy is the light of the world, (laughs) which I thought was just great. You know, and then I read about a a group of children in the second grade who were asked a bunch of questions about moms. And one of them was, what is the difference between moms and dads? And the answer was moms work at work and they work at home and dads just work at work. (laughs) And Sometimes I think that's true. And so then the question was asked, what does your mom do in her spare time? And one of the kids answered, mothers don't have spare time. And I think that's true also. And I love this one. Why did your mom marry your dad? And the answer was, she got too old to do anything else with him. So from a second grader's perspective, that's probably true. So uh, and then the last one I'm going to read is, if you could change one thing about your mother, what would it be? And the kid said, I would like for her to get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. Isn't that true? Moms seem to know everything. Moms are moms are awesome. So, you know, honor thy mother and thy father, that's that's not just a, a symbol or slogan or or you know, an aspiration. That comes directly from God, the Ten Commandments, Exodus twenty twelve, honor your mother and father so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Now We got to put this into context. The Israelites had just been delivered out of Egypt after 400 years in bondage. And so God laid down these 10 commandments to establish a stable and a moral nation. God handed down the law. And that was critical. You can't have people just going about doing whatever they want, disrespecting their parents, not obeying their parents. So this isn't just, you know, a suggestion, this is a commandment from God honor your mother and your father. And, you know, sometimes that's not always easy to do because mothers and fathers are are human and they make mistakes. But this isn't really about them. It's more about God, what God told you to do. And there are different ways to honor your mother and your father. And when we talk about broken relationships, we're going to get into that because sometimes, you know, if your mother or father is, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but if if they're doing things, you know, there's things like child abuse, you know, you don't have to put up with that. And then you need to help your mother and your father. You need to direct them to Christ. Sometimes you have to exercise tough love. Sometimes all you can do is forgive them, as Jesus called us. to We'll talk a little bit more about that. But honoring their your mother and your father is critical for our society, and it's critical more importantly because God told us to do that. When you dishonor your parents, you're disobeying God. So, um, you know, Proverbs 31 tells us it's, it's the longest series of verses in the Bible that talk about the role of a family member. And it talks about the role of a wife and a mother. And it says some wonderful things about a mother. And, you know, how she's trusting, how she takes care of the home, how she takes, provides food for the family, how she's a shrewd businesswoman. It talks about her making good business deals and just what a wonderful, wonderful member of the family that she has. You know, there's nothing other than the love of Jesus Christ and God, there's there's nothing human more more powerful than the power of a, a mother's prayer. You know, mothers are always looking out after their children. The instinct, the maternal instinct is so strong. And we see such a wonderful example of this in First Samuel when we see the story of Hannah. Elkanaha had two wives, Peninnah and Hannah, and Peninnah had given him children. But the Bible tells us that God had closed Hannah's womb. God had a purpose here. So one day Hannah, you know, that was really a big deal because if one wife is giving you children and honoring you, it's considered, you know, what's wrong with you? And but but he still, the husband still loved Hannah. In fact, gave her double portions of things, of blessings. But but Hannah, of course, wanted to 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 have a child. It was just important, particularly in in that. Age or that era, uh, it was just so important. And so one day Hannah went up to the tabernacle and she prayed with great weeping. We read this in First Samuel one ten. She prayed to Eli the high priest was sitting on a chair near the doorpost. In her prayer, she asked God for a son, and in return she vowed to give the son back to God for the service of God. She promised he would remain a Nazarite all the days of his life. Now that's another subject, but a Nazarite was committed to to living a certain life, and you see the reason that this is such a powerful story is because God needed a hero at this point. In Judges seventeen six, we see in those days Israel had no king; everyone did as they saw fit. The nation was was not doing well, and so God needed a hero. And you know, God will so often use our pain to guide us into his purpose. You know, that's been so true in my life. He used the most difficult things that I ever went through to guide me into my sobriety, into my faith. I mean, God is so good at what he does if we just have the open mind and the ears and the heart to listen. And so often we don't. We, we see our pain and our tribulation as, as problems. But what they are is they're really opportunities to grow, to grow in our faith, to have a testimony. Testimonies are so, so powerful. You know, the Bible tells us the that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When you have a testimony and you've walked through something, that gives you the ability to, to speak to someone, you know, really, in real terms, you know, how to deal with it. I walked through it. God brought me through it. That's so powerful when somebody's hurting to know that somebody else is an overcomer, that they can be overcomers. You know, C.S. Lewis, the great theologian, said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our conscience, but he shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to a deaf world. I love that. That's God's way of getting our attention so often. You know, sometimes we wonder why we get or put through things. And some of us even get mad at God. That's not the right response. The right response when we have a problem is to turn to him. And that's what Hannah did. She prayed. And so God answered Hannah's prayers. She remained faithful to her pledge in Samuel, which literally translates into heard from God on the power of a mother's prayer. Samuel became one of the greatest men of the old Testament. He was the last of the judges and the first of the prophets. Two books in the Bible bear his name. And God actually in the Bible compares his righteousness to Moses. That's powerful. The power of a mother's prayer. It's, it's wonderful. And I know moms out there are praying for their children everywhere. It's such a blessing to all of us. So, you know, my mom, as I said earlier, if you'll indulge me for a little bit, I'm going to talk about my mom a little bit. I lost her 23 years ago. But, you know, She's as I've shared before. She went through some difficulties. She died at sixty-one of liver failure from alcoholism. But she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior at a young age. So I'm very confident that I'm going to see her again someday. And you know, there's some things that she doesn't even know. Some gifts that she gave me that she doesn't even realize. And uh, when we have that reunion, it'll be wonderful. But anyway, you know, moms know everything. (laughs) Those eyes in the back of the head. First Corinthians 1533 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrects good character. You know, my mom always was worried about who I was hanging out with because I, as a young kid, I had the propensity sometimes to hang around with the wrong people as we all do. Yeah. And, you know, so moms want you hanging out with the right people and they'll they'll fuss at you about that, but it's because they love you. And God wants you to fellowship with fellow believers. We are peculiar people set apart and we're peculiar because of our faith in God. Wide is the road to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life. And God wants the same thing that moms want for us, hanging out with the right people. Moms want you well fed. You know, growing up, you will not leave this table until you eat all your vegetables. God wants you to be fed spiritually. He wants you to be fed with his word and with the truth. Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. You know, mom's maternal instincts, at least my mom's did anyway, uh, run to strays. My mom once brought home a goat, that uh, a baby goat that was stranded by, she. and, you know, my wife, my be- beautiful, loving wife is the same way. We've got two, two rescue Yorkies in our home right now, you know, so, you know, mom brought home this goat and this goat ate the back of her house. (laughs) And then one day the goat got in a a fish hook in its mouth. And my buddy Keller Towns and I, who lives here in Houston, uh, maybe listen. Anyway, we had to get the hook out of this, this goat's mouth. It was not very pleasant, but you know, my mom was always taking care of strays, people, animals, whoever it was. And moms want you to succeed. Abraham Lincoln said, I remember my mother's prayer. They have followed me. They have clung to me all of my life. All that I am and all that I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Moms want us to succeed. You know, moms so often have the kind word at the right time. Proverbs fifteen four says, the soothing tongue is a tree of life. Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, a cheerful heart is good medicine. I can't, you know, recall all the times that my mom had a good word for me at the right time, a loving word. Moms are protective. You know, we hear these stories about moms lifting cars and doing all kinds of, you know, Herculean things to save their kids. Hosea 13:8 like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. So, my mom did a couple of things. She teamed up with God. God is, God is so good that she uh doesn't realize Maybe, I I suppose Jesus has shared it with her. I hope so, but but um After she left, uh, when she died, uh, this is pretty personal. I hope you don't mind me sharing this with you. Um, We had, you know, of course, made funeral arrangements. And the young lady that was uh, taking care of the funeral arrangements, I got to know after a while and called her up, asked her to to dine with me to break bread. And she thought I was just calling to ask her uh, to, you know, make some, additional because we bought a bench and we did some other things and you know those kinds of arrangements and i said no i'd like to take you to dinner anyway that's my wife rebecca that uh, i've been married to for 21 years the light of my life so my mom my mom would get a kick out of this she introduced me to my wife and then um you know my mom is is even though she struggled you know when i went in was going to go into rehab the um i got a number of a guy who said that he never got sober. He went to eight rehabs and he never got sober until he went to a faith based rehab. And my mom had gone to eight rehabs uh, before she passed. And so I knew right then that that's where I needed to go, that I, I needed to dedicate my life to the Lord and that I could never relapse again. And so my mom's responsible for my sobriety in part. And uh, of course, God is ultimately responsible for my, but an assist from my mom. And and my faith, because that sent me down the road to to wanting to serve the Lord and to wanting to share with people the transformative power of Christ, how good God is and how people don't have to live in addiction, don't have to live in bondage, don't have to live in anger, don't have to live the way all too many of us are living. Shame, guilt, remorse, that's not what God wants for you. If you want to join a church that's going to encourage you, that's going to love you, that's going to welcome you no matter where you've been, God's got a purpose for your life. Join us on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street in the Heart of the Heights, 77008, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're there every Sunday. We're there to love you, to encourage you, to to disciple people. You know, that's our command is just to make disciples of all nations, to preach the gospel to all creation. And, you know, we just want to, we can't save you ourselves. We can't do anything, but we can introduce you to somebody that can, and whose name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Join us Sunday nights at 6, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. You say, why recovery? Well, because as I said earlier, everybody's recovering from something. No matter what it is, some of us have lost our moms. Um, that's one of the things that people recover from because we all know loved ones that die, and some moms have lost kids. and Oh, gosh, that's so tough. That is such a tough thing to live with. But what we've got to do is we've got to turn our attention to his word. In John 14, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. You will also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And the way to that place is through Jesus Christ. That's the way to the Father. That's the way to our eternal destination. This place, this earth, is just a temporary stopping place. When we go to be with the Lord, death for a Christian is just moving into our dream home, a prepared place, a place of plenty, no sorrow, no tears, no pain, no sickness, no disease, no more death. So if you've lost your mom, You know, I hope she knew Jesus Christ, and she's there waiting for you. And you need to make a reservation. If you don't know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. You need to make a reservation. Come see us at 240 West 18th Street, Sunday at 6 p.m., New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We'll introduce you to him. He's wonderful. He changes lives. He came so not only that we would have eternal life, so that we would have abundant life on this earth. You know, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy, but Jesus came to, so that they may live abundantly. He wants you to have an abundant life. Come worship with us. It's wonderful. Jesus Christ truly, a relationship with him is truly transformative. You know, I want to talk to you also about healing broken relationships. You know, we serve a God of restoration. I've known a lot of people and I've, I've ministered to a lot of people who have strained family relationships. And do you know that, that when you hold something against somebody, that really the person that you're punishing is yourself? You know, when you forgive someone, the person that gets freed is you. It's, it's just an anchor around your neck and, and forgiving is such a powerful thing. You know, Matthew, in Matthew 18, 21, 22, uh, Peter asked Jesus, how many times should we forgive someone, Lord? Seven times? You know, the custom of the day back then was to forgive somebody three times. I think so many of us have a problem forgiving somebody three times. We really do. So Peter, he was going to up the manny. He said, about seven times, Lord. And Jesus said, no, Peter, seven times 70 times that's who we're called to be that's not easy and in sometimes in a family situation it can be that's one of the most difficult situations you know I know a a a lady and lives in Dallas now and and when she was two or three I forget she got dropped off at a babysitter and her mother never came back she got raised that babysitter took her into her family and raised her and through the miracle of I guess it's a miracle. Um, This story's a miracle. So through this, I forget what they're called, one, two, three, or DNA me, or whatever they're called, uh, you can search for family members that you didn't even know of. Well, a couple of years ago, she got reunited with her biological mom, and now they have a wonderful relationship. In fact, her mom even spent New Year's Eve one day at my house not too long ago, and, and they just have a loving, wonderful relationship, and and, you know, she's forgiven her mom and, and it's just brought so much joy into her life. You know, but if you're going through difficulty, turn to his word. Psalm 34 8 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 147 3 said, says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their womb. You know, so pr- go to his word, pray to him, forgive. You know and again let me let me just say I heard a testimony from a, a lady who I really respect she's a strong woman in God and she in her testimony she talked about how her biological father had abused physically abused her mother she remembered that from a very young age and then she said her stepfather abused her and you know the most powerful part of her testimony was She said she'd forgiven them. Now, you don't have to put up with that kind of abuse. That's not honoring anybody. You don't have to live with people who are doing illegal things, abusing you, doing drugs, whatever. But you do need to forgive them. Jesus said on the cross, forgive as he was in anguish, as they nailed him to the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. So I hope you everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day out there. Mothers deserve affection, they deserve affirmation, they deserve acknowledgement, they deserve attention, they deserve appreciation. And if you haven't given your mother anything yet for Mother's Day, let me suggest something. If you're struggling out there, if you're under the bondage of addiction, there could be no greater gift than getting help and getting sober. If you don't know the Lord, there could be no greater gift than giving your life to Jesus Christ. There going to be nothing that could honor your mother more as the Bible commands than giving your life to Christ. Hey, come worship with us. Come join us. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled church. We're going to... I don't care where you've been, what you've done. You know, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. So we're going to welcome you with open arms probably the first person you'll see is my my wife she, she's kind she's just such got a loving spirit we're going to welcome you and we're going to we're going to just love you and encourage you and we're going to help disciple you to a new and a different life and if if you want to deepen your walk with the lord Come get on the ground floor of our new church. We've got exciting things going on. The Holy Spirit is really moving. If you want to see God move in your life and move in others' lives and reach out into this community, you know, we're in the final days and, and make a difference. You know, that's why we came into the middle of the city in the heart of the heights, because we want to take back ground from the enemy, and we want to reach out into the community and help people to lead them to Jesus Christ. Please come join us. New Covenant Church. Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street, 6 p.m. We worship right in the heart of the Heights. You know, we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. but More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.